I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, it's just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. But <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, here we are again, episode number four. First three episodes are down, we're on to number four now, I mean, we're getting rolling here, this is this is when it starts to be like, okay, first three episodes were fun, it was cool, but is it something you're going to be able to maintain? Me and uh, Avery were talking, we're like, you know, a lot of people would have dipped by now, <laughs> but here we are. We're just going to keep going, uh, keep it going strong. It's been, it's been a cool experience um, over the past couple of episodes, just learning and, and getting our system down and kind of figuring out how we're going to keep doing this thing, but it's been great. And today I'm especially excited for, even though I say that literally every episode, but today I'm seriously excited because we're going to be having our first guest on the show today, and that is very exciting. If there was if there was loud cheering music, it would be playing right now. Woo, yeah, woo, yeah. Um, today is our first guest. Like I promised, last week didn't go the way that we had planned, but this week we've got a wonderful guest with us today. Um, I'm going to be interviewing, his name is Rob Thatcher. And Rob, he works with me currently at my job, and he is helping us develop a sales team. And so I'm going to ask him a lot about, you know, his job and his career in doing that. And uh, we're just going to see how it all goes. I'm excited to meet with him. Um, and so we'll jump into that in just a sec. So everybody hold on to them horses. Damn Bessie. You know what I'm saying? Um, quick little announcement. Next week as well, we're going to be having another guest. And that guest is dear to my heart. <laughs> One of my best friends in the whole world. Uh, his name is Dinez. Sorry, his name is Devin Nez, but everybody calls him D-Nez. And D-Nez has been my buddy for a long time, consider him family. And he is on the journey of becoming the greatest barber who has ever lived. I mean, me personally, I might be just a tad biased, but I mean, I think he already is. Believe me, my last haircut, <laughs> lady might as well have grabbed a lawnmower and gone over my head for crying out loud. It was the absolute worst. <laughs> It's like when you finish the haircut and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, did I really just, why did I even, you know? My issue was that Devin <clears throat> moved to freaking Idaho for some reason. Nobody knows why he decided to do that. I'm just kidding. His wife's finishing school. He's a good man. Whatever, whatever. Sure, you're a good guy. Anywho, he moved, and so I decided to cheat on him. And just like in the real world, cheating never gets you anywhere, whether you're in a relationship or at school, cheating always comes back to bite you in the butt. And I cheated on Devin, and they butchered me, butchered me bad. But next week, I'm excited because he's going to be giving me a haircut while we are in the podcast. <laughs> and so that would be really, really cool. And I'm really excited for you guys to see that. Um, you guys can go check out his stuff. He'll put up some announcements. He's um, either at d.nez or at the.native.barber, and he's native as in Navajo. He is a Navajo Indian, super cool dude. Anywho, that's coming up this next week. 
Um, there's not really any other huge announcements or anything that I have to say other than uh, last week's episode did really well and it went really good. Um, got a lot of positive feedback and a bunch of new um, listeners, which was really awesome. We're just hoping that it keeps up. So keep that going. All of you, you know who you are. I love you. Big kisses to you. Uh, everything is going really awesome. And so before I hop into the interview with Rob, I just want to take a quick moment and share our positive moment of the day. That's what we're going to start with, and then we'll jump in with Rob. And I'm sure he'll have some other positive things to say. He's a really, really awesome guy. So we're going to start off with the positive moment of the day. And the positive moment of the day is something that is like probably one of the coolest, if I may call it, a parable. It's probably one of the coolest parables um, that I can think of. And, and it came to my mind because I was reading where it was from. Uh, and it's just it's just really... It's cool. Just join join me here now. I call the positive moment of the day today butterflies and chickens. <laughs> now, that sounds absolutely absurd, <laughs> but let's just jump into it. So, butterflies, we all know how they come to be. A butterfly, you know, starts off as a caterpillar. Kind of creepy, kind of ugly in all honesty. These fat, pudgy little dudes inching around. Kind of gross. Anywho, but we obviously love butterflies. I mean, they're cool. They're also a little creepy if you look at them up close, but their wings are very beautiful. So a butterfly starts his life um, as a caterpillar. And then as we all know from our childhood, that caterpillar, you know, he forms a cocoon. And after forming a cocoon, then comes the butterfly later. Very similar to a caterpillar, a little bit differently, but very similar is a chicken. A chicken starts his life, obviously, via a mother hen. But what came first, the chicken or the egg? Just kidding, don't answer that. <laughs> a chicken begins his life very similarly, but he's inside of an egg. So both of these creatures, when they are to you know, grow to the appropriate time or age, whatever you want to say, both of them have to crack their shells and then and then they go. Now, the really, really cool thing that we've been able to discover, you know, with science and things, is that a butterfly and a chicken have to be the only ones to work getting out of their shell. If you are to help a butterfly break its cocoon and it's, you know, do it for them, if you are to help a chicken break its egg, then the chicken and the butterfly will not gain enough strength to be able to then live the lives they need to live. And they will often just die because you helped them escape from what they were supposed to do. And so they were given that small little challenge as soon as, you know, they're really born, in all honesty, just so that they could develop the strength necessary to overcome the rest of the things they were going to deal with in life. Now, chickens, butterflies. How absurd is that, that, you know, such a cool thought could come from them. But much like the chicken and much like the butterfly, we are the same. You know, we are given challenges, and I want this to be the main focus of today, and I want it to be kind of a big stamp in your guys' heart at the end of this episode. But just like the chicken and just like the butterfly, we are given that small obstacle. We are given our shell that we need to break out of. And at the end of the day, we have to develop the strength necessary to carry on in our lives. So that's why we're given those challenges. We're not just given challenges just because we, you know, deserve a challenge. Oh, yeah, you kind of have been a bad, bad boy, so I'm going to give you a spanking. You know, not like that. 
But we're given these obstacles in our life that in the moment we may not fully understand it, but once we get through it, we realize why we went through that challenge. And we realize that that challenge had strengthened us. You guys have heard that song? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Kind of a nonsense song, but <laughs> it's got a really good message to it. And uh, I think that, you know, hearing that about butterflies and chickens, it's really, really put a good perspective um, for me when we go through trials. And it's like we need to be the ones to go through that challenge in order to gain the strength that we need for the rest of our lives, the things that we do every day in life. We need challenges to be able to test us, to prove us, to help us to become who we need to be. And oftentimes, you know, I think people get happiness and joy mixed up. I'm going to I'm going to split them up in that way. Okay? Happiness is a great thing obviously, but even greater than happiness is joy. Everybody thinks of happiness as the main thing. They're like, "Oh, well, buying this will make me happy or going to this place will make me happy. Doing this will make me happy." And yes, those things might make you happy, but in my own words, I'll say that happiness is temporary. Those things will temporarily bring you happiness. You'll temporarily feel a little bit of fun or excitement doing those things. But going through challenges, overcoming them, that is what helps us develop joy. And joy is lasting happiness, something that stays with us forever. No matter where we are, where we're from, who we are, you know, we all have the opportunity to develop joy. And I think the two of them are very different. Happiness, anybody can achieve, anybody can feel. But joy is something that takes work. Joy is something that, as weird as it sounds, requires us to escape our eggs or our cocoons to feel. We have to get past the thought of thinking that pleasure is, you know, that's joy. Or, you know, pleasure is everything that we need in life. We're constantly seeking for things that bring us pleasure, yet we're not seeking for things that bring us joy. And we find that when we finally discover what joy is, we stop searching so much. We know where to go. We know where it is. And so we stay there. And so in life, you're going to be faced with challenges. You're going to be faced with trials that, you know, are going to be awful. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to be a fun time and you're just going to be giggling your way on through them. They're going to be really challenging. They're going to be really tough. But as you are able to overcome them, you develop the skills and the strength that you need to live your life and do the things that you've meant that you were born to do. There's a quote here, and I'm going to forget who it's from, but uh, it's challenges are what make life interesting. Overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. And I think that is very deep. Challenges make things really interesting. You know, they bring a new perspective to life. But when you are able to work hard and overcome those challenges, that's what brings meaning to life. It no longer is just a small perspective, but it's the whole perspective. You know it all. You've been there. You've seen it. And you've overcome it. And that's what brings us true joy. Overcoming those challenges and then being able to help other people overcome overcome their challenges as well. I think that, you know, when we're in challenges, when we look away from ourselves and towards other people, that's really when we're like, yeah, I'm experiencing joy, the ability to be able to, you know, help other people because of what I've gone through. Um, that's a quick little pause and moment of the day. I, I really do like that. And if you guys ever want to think deeply about that, please do <laughs> ponder it, figure out, you know, why am I going through this challenge? 
and then look at it more as an opportunity rather than a letdown, more as, you know, a new day rather than a day that's wasted. Look at it as God giving you the opportunity to grow, just like that butterfly, just like that chicken. So, everybody, that's where I'm going to end today. We're going to jump right into this interview with Rob, and I really hope you enjoy what he says. Um, I'm very excited to uh, talk with him. So we're going to just jump on in, see what it's like. Enjoy. Everybody, I want to welcome Rob to the show. This is Rob Thatcher, and he is, in all honesty, we've only met like a few times, but let me tell you right now, he's my main man. Um, Rob, great to hear from you. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Here we are. Nice evening, ready to uh, ready to be explored and uh, and dug into. I want you to to uh, look into the the deep recesses of my mind. I'm talking. I'm literally diving Mariana's trench down into your soul today. So I'm hoping that you're prepared for that. Oxygen take on. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, perfect. I got some questions for you that I want to ask. Um, but before I get into that, I'm just gonna just a quick note, everybody, about Rob. He he's a very humble guy. But he's going to act, I mean, he's super cool. He's going to act like he's, you know, the sweet, humble dude. But let me tell you how cool this dude is. When I asked Rob to be on the show, I mean, it was really cool. He's like, yeah, totally. I'd love to do it. And I was like, okay, sweet. That's my man. And then I asked him, you know, just a few days ago, like yesterday, I was like, hey, can I just get a quick bio, um, just a quick biography of you, you know, like your background or whatever you want to say. And <laughs> Rob is so cool. Hopefully I have this one day, but Rob is so cool that he says, Oh, actually I'm a little busy. Could you email my assistant and she will give you a bio <laughs> and he's out here acting all humble. So let me read to you what she sends me. Um, how cool is that? Don't, don't you get nervous now, Rob? She said some nice things. I listen, don't be impressed by an assistant. I, I pay her to say nice things, right? <laughs> <laughs> just like you pay me too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so first things first, Rob is the president and the head um, trainer for Salescom. It is a company that he is in charge of, and this is what she has to say. Let me pull it up real quick. Should be loaded already, but I guess it wasn't. Okay. She says, the cosmetology industry is a main focus for Salescom. Rob's company, and Rob in particular. Rob has spoken in almost every major city in the country with almost every major brand in the industry, helping to improve their show rates. He does as many as 30 trainings a week over the phone and two to three hour or two to three 13 hour in-person trainings a month. He has helped hundreds of admissions and service employees over the years increase sales and decrease their no-show rates as much as 60%. Schools that work with Salescom often see how how see show rates up to 95% on a regular basis. He continually works on new ways to help each school. This is his life and his passion. Woo, Rob, what do you think about that? Uh, sounds good. I don't know where she got that, but that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really awesome. I had no idea that you spoke in that many cities. That is, that is a lot. Yeah, see, here you go. Now, you know, I mean, it's, it, well, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a long, it's been a lot of years, man. This is it. Been doing this a long time. And after you've been doing it a long time, I guess you you get invited to a lot of places. Man, that is that is the dream. That is super, super cool. Um, and when you're speaking in these places, is it like a public speaking or is it purely a sales training basis? 
you know, it's both. It, de- it, it depends. So when I go, when I go speak at a, an event, um, usually I'll be, they'll give me an hour and, and like, if I go to Las Vegas, for example, and I speak at a convention or whatever, uh, for a particular uh, vertical market, I'll go in and speak for an hour. And, and, uh, that's very public speaking with, you know, in a, in a big room and, and, and so on. But, uh, when I go, when I go speak at a, when I go speak at a, at a client, then yeah, they hire me and they, I come in and I, and I speak to their, you know, anywhere from, 15, 10, 15 employees up to, you know, two, 300 employees. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's just, it's what I, it's what I've done. It's what you were born to do. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me ask you in your own words, I mean, obviously she gave us a sweet bio for you, but in your own words, what would you say if someone comes up to you and they're like, you know, Rob, you seem like a sweet dude. What is it that you do? And like, how, what would you say to that? Uh, you know what, Here, here's what I do. If nobody's not, nobody's nice to it, to, 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 to anybody anymore. Right. Like if, if you listen to, if you listen to phone calls and you listen to what people do, uh, when, when they take a phone call, what do they do? How do they sound to, to one another? Mm-hmm. It's a lost art to learn how to be nice to someone, to be kind to someone, to be caring and to actually stop and listen. Mm-hmm. And so if, if I were, if I were doing it and responding in an artistic way that I had time for, I would say, um, I, t- I teach people to be nice to each other. The left brain of me, the uh, part of me says in, in a more sort of cerebral way would say, we, you know, in- increase sales numbers for, for companies, but, but that is a, that's a byproduct of the first, right? That's the, that's mm-hmm. the lag to the lead, right? The lead is be nice to people. And the lag is, Hey, company makes more money when you're kind to people. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um, All day. It, 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 that is, I, I really like that you mentioned that because yeah, the, the lost art of being kind <laughs> and having a day-to-day conversation with somebody. Um, I think that's really important nowadays to like, just look around. You can see people, like you meet these people and realize, wow, these people are spectacular. Um, and obviously you're a very busy guy. Once I read your uh, biography, I was like, oh, wow, he is busy all the time. And I feel blessed that you've given me the time, you know, you're being a kind person, you know, you found the lost art, you're, you're, you're living it. And I think that's very, very appreciative on my end. Very appreciative. Oh man. I know I'm, I'm grateful. To, I'm grateful to do it. It's, it's fun. Why can't we just come in and have fun? It'll be great. Hey, that's what I'm all about. I'm, you see, Let's do it. we I need like some it. more Robs in the world. That's, I'm <laughs> all about it. I love it. Let me ask you, this is a side question. It has nothing to do with anything else. <laughs> um, do they call you, have you ever been called Bob? No, no. See, that's my dad. So no, 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 no. That's uh, that's, it's a weird to hear Bob. That's my dad is, is Bob. So I'm always, I was Robbie growing up and Rob as I, as I got older. Okay, I sweet. Yeah. It'd be weird. It, to call me Bob. Totally. And is his, is his, is his full name Bob or is it also Robert? It's Robert. Yeah. I'm Robert. Oh, really? I wonder who invented that. Like where did, why did Rob turn into Bob? Why Bill, William. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Absolutely no any of it. I can get, I get Nate and Nathan. That that one makes sense. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Bob, Robert, not really. And certainly not William and Bill. That's dumb. Yeah, just the W, the B, where does that all come from? I have absolutely no idea. I, re- I reject it. <laughs> um, okay, so as well, everybody, Rob currently, one of his many jobs that he has, Rob currently is working with... Um, Myself and, and many others, we work at um, Gab Wireless, and Rob is helping us learn sales. And so that's how we kind of came to meet and to know each other. And let me tell you, I'm just going to compliment you here real quick. Rob, okay, I did summer sales. Did you know that, Rob? Did you know? Did I tell you that? 
I don't know if you did. I, I guess I didn't realize that. Well, here you are now. We're, I'm yeah. telling you, Mariana Strange, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did summer sales doing pest control uh, just this last summer, and it was my first time ever doing uh, anything like real, I guess, quote unquote, professional sales. Um, you know, I was mediocre at best, but it is what it is. And I doubt I, it. <laughs> you're such a gentleman. Um, and I, I have an issue with a way that, you know, a lot of people teach sales and a lot of people that I told this week, I was like, Hey, I'm getting this guy, Rob, he's going to be on the show and he's going to talk to us, his job. He kind of helps people, you know, grow in sales and he teaches them that thing. Um, and a lot of people, you know, their first thought when it comes to salesmen, as you know, I'm sure is like, Oh, just a dirty salesman. (laughs) You come to the door, innocent little boy, clean shaven face. And they look at you like you're just some sicko trying to sell them down the drain. Um, (laughs) but with that being said, when Rob came to work with us, he, you honestly, like the way that you go about sales, it, it, it is, 100% 100% my style. I think that you were honest about things. I think that you were very clear about things. And I think that you do it in a way where it's like, you know, like you said, let us have fun. Let's be friends. Let me tell you about this product that I have to offer. And then, you know, let me offer it in a good way. Um, and so going off of that, how is it, you know, for you being such a successful person when it comes to sales, um, how is it that you're able to maintain such a good composure with that you know you you stick to being honest you stick to being a good person but you're also able to be very convincing do you know you know what's weird is uh, to to me that that i don't know i i don't i that wasn't ever something that well let me reverse one of the things that i knew would blow up blow up in my face when i started the company is if you go in and train people to how to manipulate people and and trick people into 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 you know thinking certain things in the moment Long term, it's not going to work. And A, and B, if I go to teach people that, they will reject me because they'll go, you know, you're too high pressure. I don't want to be high pressure when I sell. I don't want to be the guy that everybody hates, you know, part of the NFL, the No Friends League. No one wants that, right? So, so if, if, that, if that's the case, it's just not going to work. And, and in addition to that, like, I don't know, I want to go home and, and I want to see my, my wife and my kids and I want to be able to look at them and, and, not, and not feel like, yeah, I, I slimed a bunch of people today, but here's a paycheck. It just doesn't work. And it ru- in fact, it ruins the industry. Um, I think we've gotten to the point, and especially just if you look at just the way uh, America is, what, you know, sort of the way that everything goes right now. Everybody's always mad at each other. And why? Because everybody feels like no, the, the, nobody else has their best interest in mind, right? It's, 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 I'll get me in mind first. And, and whatever happens to you, to you, that's, that's on you. Like you, you, you don't really even register on my, on my, on my list of concerns yeah. uh, today. And so that, 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 it just doesn't work. And especially when it comes to persuasion, I want to leave when I, when I make a sale, I want that the other person to be happy at, like we give each other five at the end instead of like, God, we just, you know, he just raked me over the coals. I, I don't want that. Like I want to be able to make a friend where, you know, and you've seen me sell. I would want to call those people back and 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 have them remember me and and say, "Hey, I was checking on you. Hey, how are you doing?" And and make have a relationship that lasts. Not not. Hey, I'm just going to take all your money and hope you never see you again. Hmm. Rob, I wish I could give you a hug right now. <laughs> no, hundred percent. I think that is, that is awesome. Honestly, that is the way that it should be. And I think that you know a lot of people have accidentally or you know, like you said, somebody must have taught it at some point or somebody tried it at some point and then shared it. 
And it just turns into this, yeah, that like contention. And you don't want that. It's like, you're trying to make a sale. You want to be friends with these people. You want them to like what you have. Um, and yeah, how can you do that when you're in the NFL, the no friends league? I, I like that. I'm going to keep that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep that. Um, as well, everybody, I'd like to, to point out the, the truthfulness of what he did say. Um, I originally had asked Rob to, to be on the show on Friday, tomorrow. Um, we're just recording. It's Thursday. I know everybody's listening to this on Monday, but I originally asked him to record on Friday and he said, oh, sorry, man, I have date night with my wife on Friday and then Saturday night's date night with the kids. And so when he says, you know, these things, he's not just selling us right now. He's not selling us down the drain, you know, yeah, I'm a good guy, but he's not, he's actually a really genuine person. And I think that a lot of salespeople, especially where we are right now, um, I'll be honest, Rob, I don't know where you live. <laughs> I live in, I'm in Utah County. I live in Saratoga Springs. I've, we've oh. been 15 years. We love it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Saratoga Springs. Is awesome. That's where, uh, that's where my boss, he lives. The one that when I was doing sales, he lives in Saratoga Springs, oh, west, right? west of, uh, what is that? Redwood Road. Yeah, that's great. See, it's, it's great out here. We love it. Been here forever. Oh, since okay. we got married. Um, and so I assume that in your own neighborhood, what do you do when, I assume you've gotten somebody that's shown up ready to sell something. Yeah, absolutely. How do you go about that? Are you just like piecing, picking apart every single thing they do? And you're like, mm, you could have said this better. You could have done this better. How, what is your approach to that? Do you know, I, I, I hate to admit, I think I probably hate to admit, admit it to you. I, if someone comes and sells door to door, um, I think, I think to me, I'm always nice to him, of course, because I've done door to door and it, and it's tough. Um, but I don't take a lot of time either. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I, I say, Hey, how are you? And I shake their hand and we say, hi. And we talk for a second. I go, Hey, you know, I, I, I look to see what they have, if there's any spark of interest and usually there's not. And so, and so I thank them and send them on their way. But um, sometimes I'll engage with them. Like I know when the, back in the day, when the solar guys were coming around over and over, you know, it's the, the, all the things that they tried to sell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, in fact, I got to tell you a story. Okay. So, <laughs> so my wife and I, when we first got married, um, we had the, we had the, the Kirby guy, right. Show up at our door mm, right? yeah. so selling vacuums. Right. And I, I, I was like, I got to see this. Like what could a, what is it like a $2,000 vacuum or whatever, three, that, whatever it was, some ridiculous number. And I, I, cause you know, you hear about it, how much it was. And I was like, I got to know what this thing's all about. So, all right, we make an appointment. He comes in and he sits down and he does the whole deal. And I was like, I got to see this presentation too. Like this isn't easy. So he sits down, he does the whole presentation and he sticks the little rag inside of the, the tube, you know, of the vacuum. So it shows you like, he says, okay, go grab your vacuum and vacuum first. And so I vacuum and he's like, okay, I'm going to stick this little, this little sheet between, uh, between your, you know, in the tube so it can catch everything. Watch, I'm going to vacuum the exact same spot that you did. And then I'm going to show you how much stuff. So he does it. He, he, he vacuums right where I vacuumed <coughs> and he takes it apart and he shows, he pulls out this handkerchief with all this dirt in it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a great vacuum. And I, but I couldn't help it because I'm just naturally kind of curious. Right. So I'm like, all right, we got to try this. I'm putting the, I'm going to stick, give me that little handkerchief thing. And I did the exact same thing on my vacuum in the exact same spot with the exact same outcome. <laughs> he pulls it off and he's got this big club. And I'm like, now either I have extremely dirty carpets or, 
which is probably a guarantee at the time, right? I mean, <laughs> my wife and I had been married all 12 minutes. And, <laughs> and so, you know, he pulls this out and, we, and there's just all this dirt. And I go, wow, how, what happened? And he, he, he pretty much doesn't say anything. He just starts packing stuff up. <laughs> And he's like, Hey, thanks for coming. I was like, no, no, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm like, I, I just wanted to see what would happen. And I, so I, I think sometimes I, I, I kind of felt bad. In fact, my wife still gives me a hard time about that. She, you know, she's like, I can't believe you did that to that guy. I was like, I wasn't trying to be mean. I, mean, I was just curious. And he just didn't have anything. He wasn't prepared to have somebody do that. And I, I think a good salesperson says, you know, look, a vacuum is a vacuum, but ours has lasts longer. That, that should have been what he says, you know, like, Hey, vacuum is good, but really, it's just, you know, that one will last 10 minutes. Ours is going to last, you know, 20 years. And so anyway, mm. I think a good salesperson knows and recognizes and, and thinks deeply about his or her product instead of just, instead of just, Hey, here are the lines they've told me to say, I don't really know what they mean or why they're important, but I'm going to say them. I think you need to think a little deeper on that. So yeah, I, I definitely, I haven't done much of that sense though. <laughs> you tried to, you tried to let them give their spiel and not, not mm. roast their lives. Right. Oh, that poor boy. You know, he went home. He didn't even eat lunch that day. He just went straight home. He said, I'm done selling for the day. Oh, <laughs> we'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> he quit. He changed to encyclopedias. You know, he did. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm eating up into your time. I, I, sorry, I was a little bit late today. Um, and I know that you don't have a ton of time. And so I want to end kind of on the most important thing, if that's okay. Oh. So my entire podcast, um, the, the name kind of encapsulates all of is that a word? Is that a word? Is it? Sounds good. Sounds like, I mean, makes me sound smart. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of covers what the, the purpose of it is. And I mean, it being called life must go on. I'm 100% an advocate that no matter, you know, how difficult life is, no matter how many challenges that we go through, all of us are unique enough and, and, and good enough people that life can go on and we can be able to learn from our mistakes, learn from our challenges and overcome them, become better than what we once were and through our trials and through you know these experiences that we face in life that may not be fun in the moment that's that's where we're really learning the most and we can make the most of it at all times and so for you this this is what i really want you to elaborate on if, if you have the sec if you don't have tons yeah, of time no, no, just let me know we're good for for you rob what is the biggest obstacle in in your career obviously you know you've 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 done, you, you're living the American dream in all honesty. Obviously, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of challenges and things that come with it, but you're doing a lot of things that a lot of people wish they could do. Um, you have a company and, and, and you, it's going very successful, but that's what other people see. What they don't see is what happens on the inside. And so for you, what is the biggest obstacle or challenge or trial throughout your process, throughout your career, throughout your life that has really, you know, you had to overcome and how did you do it? And, and, and what did you really learn from it? You know, I, I, I'll just answer your question. I'm going to answer it in two parts. Um, one, you know, it's funny when we, I'll tell you a quick story. I, when my, my, uh, my wife and I, we'd last, so this would have been last year. So um, this would have been January, mid to end January of, I guess it would have been 19 to uh, 2019. Right. So right before COVID, whenever, right before COVID. Right. So, so, so it would have been December 19, right. And then into January, so January, 2020. So we're driving, we've gone to 
to vacation in California. We took the kids when they want to go to the ocean and do all the stuff. And they, we love going to California as a family. And we're driving around and my, my, someone in my daughter's class had been fired from their job. <clears throat> and I, she had, she's, she, she was in the backseat and she said, Hey dad, are you going to get fired from your job? And I very like smugly, you know, sort of bring my chin into my neck and, <laughs> and I said, I go, no, no, no. It's my company. I, 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 these are my clients and they don't know each other. So even if I screw something up with company one, company two doesn't know. And so, you know, like in other words, everybody makes mistakes. And so when maybe a client kicks me to the curb and, and we get a new, and then I have to get a new client <clears throat> or I have an, I have another client, but they don't know each other. So it's not like they're talking and everybody agrees at once that, that it's a bad, that, you know, that Rob is no good, very bad and doesn't know what he's talking about. So I told, I was explaining that to her. I said, you know, I don't really have, I don't really worry about that. And, and I, you know, I started the company in 2008. So, so it's, we, we had a good run. We know what we're, we know what we're doing. We know what to expect. Mm. And then, and then, and then March happened. We get home from California. And I remember watching the jazz game when COVID hit, you know, like when the real, when really we, <clears throat> we'd heard, Hey, you can't get toilet paper anymore. The Smith's mm-hmm. empty Walmart's stock, you know, the shelves aren't stocked. And we're like, wait, what? And I turn on the jazz game and they they cancel it. And it's like 20 minutes into it. And I'm like, what is going on? Oh, they're going to cancel it because of this fire, what is happening? And, 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 and from at that point on over the next two or three weeks, I remember and again, this is a year ago, right? Uh, probably a year ago right now it would have been a year ago. Cause we're in March. Um, I remember sitting on the, the office uh, on my, my couch in my office. And I had had every single one of my clients email me and say, we have to pause everything. Every one of them without exception said, shut it down right now, because we don't yeah. even know if we can pay our bills. And I, so, you know, we, we thought we knew where we were going. We thought we knew like, Hey, there's security in this. The first thing that taught me was there's no security, right? Like this, the idea that you're impenetrable is ridiculous. And I don't care who you are. I don't care. I don't care what kind of money you've made. I I mean, there, I I suppose there are some people that are, but Goodlands, how many multi multi multimillionaires, even perhaps billionaires have, have gone under overnight because they, they made one move and that, that had a cascade effect. Right. And so everybody has uh, every, no, again, no, nobody uh, is waterproof, right? Airtight. It, it happens. And I remember just sitting there and being too, uh, a big boy and not crying, but boy, sure feeling like I, I, I wanted to, I was mad that I couldn't shed tears. I was like, I was just like, Ugh. and I rem- that had never happened. That was, it was a new experience for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, we had built this thing. So anyway, I think in that, in that, in that, on that day, um, and for the next probably two months, while I basically had to rebuild the company, my wife and I, you know, we were really grateful for the things that we had, you know, in that minute. And I, and I remember my wife and I both sitting there talking to each other saying, you know, our kids are healthy. They're safe. What more can we, have? we still, we have, we have food on the table. We have, you know, and, and despite having to lay off employees and having to do all these things, I, I, you know, and they were okay. And we, we brought them back and it, you know, it's, it, 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 it it's, it's fine, but boy, that how you react to it. I, there were t- days that I just wanted to sit and just, just sit on the couch and stare at the wall and just be like this, but you don't, you can't. And you do that. Mm. 
And where are you going to be? Like uh, this idea that, that it's in some way is going to help. And I, I had to, I had literally had to tell myself, how's this going to help? That's, this isn't doing any good. We sit down and make some phone calls, start to round things up. And one of the things that we, that I did is I found ways that I could serve clients without, without them paying me. Right. Cause it was a new world for them. And, and it was a new world trying to do things digitally instead of in person. And I, I, I tried to conjure up new ways of doing that. And so, and I would call them and say, you know, I, I know you can't pay, but I, I wanted to show my gratitude for all these years that you've been with me. And, and it wasn't with a hidden motive of, well, this will butter them up. No, it was like, Hey, you're struggling. I'm struggling. I, I, givers get, so let's give and see what happens. And, and I got, and I, there were people that, that did, they, I mean, they, most of them have all come back. Um, and, and that's, and that's great. And we've added new ones since. And, and, and so um, I, I don't know this, this idea that misery or difficulty is, is a permanent thing that because you've been kicked in the face right now that you're going to feel this way forever mm-hmm. is, is the thing that gets people trapped into sort of this deep despair that they can't pull themselves out of the idea that, okay, I feel like this now and I'm going to, this is permanent, this feeling. Well, no feelings permanent that goes for the good and the bad. And so if you ever convince yourself that the way I feel right now is the new me, well, you're a fool. That's it's, it's, it's an ever moving target. And, and the question is, is how long does the bad last? Well, some of that's up to you and some of it's not, but then when the good is happening or even when the bad is happening to be able to pay attention to the good and remember the good. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a health scare. I thought I, there was a, a day uh, uh, 10 years ago, I thought I had cancer. We were sure I had cancer. Right. I mean, that was, and my wife and I sat down and we, we started planning like, okay, so you, you have cancer, right? Like that, that was the conversation. All of a sudden things change really fast. And so again, I, I, I just thought, well, this is the new me. This is what I, I am. I have the, and it turns out I didn't. And we, we just were certain that I did, but you know, it, this, this is me. And I started to define myself by this, this thing. And I know it's easy to say in the moment, you know, afterwards, well, my heavens, I, uh, you know, you don't, don't, don't speak negatively. And you just, you upper, give your uh, smile, put a smile on your face. Ignore all the bad. No, it's difficulty is difficulty. I've had those things and still have those things that are difficult. Everybody does, but but you don't feel that way forever. You get tomorrow is a new day and you can feel better. And this isn't permanently you, whether this is the best year you've ever been in your life or it's the worst. It is, it is a, it's ever changing, ever changing. Wow. Wow. Talk about all odds against you. That I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, the things that happen to us in life and the challenges and the trials that we go through, it's not what defines us. Um, but what defines us is definitely, it is the way that we react to those challenges. And like you said, when you start to victimize yourself and say, well, this is me and this is my life. Well, yeah, if you just keep looking in the mirror every day and thinking that, sure, that's what you're going to become. But you have the opportunity to, you know, change, to, to look to how you can do something different. And from what you said, you know, with the whole COVID experience and, and your business, one, I can't imagine. I mean, that's like all your business is in person, face-to-face, you're talking. So you like 100% have to change everything. And then as well, I mean from your perspective, you have a wife, you have children, like you have to take, you know, all of those that into consideration. So the odds are just, there's just a bag of rocks dumped on your head. That is incredible that you're able to, you know, work through that. But something that I really liked that you acknowledged was that you and your wife in the middle of that trial, and I want everybody to hear this loud and clear in the middle of that trial, you and your wife were able to then 
look at your children and say, look what we have. You recognize the blessings in the middle of the storm. And I think that is something that is so big because like you said, obviously in the moment, first thought probably isn't on your blessings. <laughs> you go through something hard and blessings are probably the last thing. You're like, I know I'm wearing these brand new shoes today and they're super cool, but like who gives a crap about my shoes? Yeah. But when you do sit there and take that moment to look back and say, you know what? We have been blessed with this. I'm grateful that we have this and that, you know, in some way or another, we're not a hundred percent prepared for this, but we have the tools, we have the health, we have the capability to be able to overcome this challenge and to grow from it. And obviously, like you said, you started doing things, you even did things for free, which I think is amazing. Um, that, that, that takes a lot of cajones as they're saying these days. Um, I don't know. Well, I wanna, let me say something. I, I don't, it, 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 I want you to know that in the moment, it, it wasn't an impressive thing. Like it, it looks back now and you're like, man, how regal, but it, it really wasn't. It was one of those things where it was like, I literally had nothing to do other than I could go hang out with the kids and the family, which I was doing regularly, spent more time with them than I'd ever had. But I also knew that I had to go out and kill something, drag it back, right? I mean, it, 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 you're the hunter, right? And I have six kids, all girls. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I, that we, you know, I knew that there, there had, there, <laughs> you had to. So it was one of those things where it was like, okay, I can't get out of the habit of work, right? If I get out of the habit of work and I just end up watching the Price is Right reruns all day, I'm never gonna do, I'll never, I'll forget how to hunt. And so you, you, you got to sit down and you got to, you got to, you got to keep hunting, even though your bow's broken. Right. And so, and I got to tell you one, can I tell you one other thing? And, and would you mind if I, if I, if would it be horrible if I gave just kind of a religious twist to this? Is that, I don't know what kind of podcast this oh, please is. Please and thank you. We're all about it. We're all about it. Okay. So, and I'm going to get on my soapbox. It's a comfortable soapbox. It's made <laughs> out of thin cardboard and could, could be, could collapse at any moment. So you have, um, I, you know, we, we, we're so convinced and, and this is me, the gospel according to Rob. Okay. But we're so convinced that, that the end of the world is full of wars and everybody's killing each other and we're, and we're skinning cats and boiling their, their, the meat. And, and that could happen. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen. And I don't know what, I don't know what all that looks like. Right. I, I, I've studied it some and I, but at the same time, I, I don't know. One of the things that I know is the thing that, that the thing that, we, the, when you look at the way that, the, and again, I, you'll have to forgive me for being overtly um, uh, religious here, but um, it, we, we talk, and are you, again, I want to clarify, are you okay with me pushing? Like, <laughs> no, 100%. I mean, I don't know your audience is. No, anybody listening, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that are Christians listening. And if you're not, I mean, you can look at it in, in whatever perspective you choose to, but no, 100%. Please share. Okay. So we talk about the second coming of Christ and everybody, everybody, you know, again, being that there's just massive wars. And I think that there are some level of that that's true. And, and you, you, we go to the civil war, it's kind of started there. And then ever since we've sort of been in this perpetual war. But, but I, I want, I, I think when we look at the way that Christ came into the, the world, right, he comes in, he's, he, we think he's going to be this military figure. It's a baby in a barn. And, and. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the opposite thing that you think it's going to be. The dinosaurs are big and they're huge and they have these big, thick, you know, it's like the, the, their teeth get bigger and their armor gets thicker and they're, they get taller, they get wider, they get heavier, they get stronger. And you look at the trajectory of that and you think, well, gosh, this dinosaur going to end up being a, the biggest dinosaur is going to be the, the most powerful. And that's what's going to rule the world. Well, it actually turns out it's going to be this thing that has relatively small teeth, you know, no fangs to, to speak of, no armor at all and is very small and skinny 
And I, I read someone that said that oh, this is years ago, and I don't even remember. Who, I don't even know who to attribute it to. I, that they were talking about this. That this trajectory, you think it's going to go in this direction, and it doesn't go in that direction, right? And so, and so it, it becomes this thing where you're like the very opposite of what you think is going to happen uh, is the thing that happens. And so we look at COVID, we look at everything that happened with that. It, it turns out, like if you look at the, the people that came across West, right? They leave with you know 200 people in their company, and they get they they arrive to their destination on the West part of the United States with seven people. And, and, and cut off fingers, right? I mean, like, th- that's tough. That's that you and I, I don't get that level of commitment. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet it, it, it kept them. If you look at them, they were often happier than we are. And mm-hmm. the thing that is tearing everybody apart right now is the idea that you sit, you have to sit home, right? It turns out we can handle our kids dying in the wilderness, but we can't handle the idea that maybe we got to sit and watch Netflix for 12 hours a day for a year, right? Like that, that rips society apart. It, it wasn't that someone was asked to go, you know, to pack up their family and go and go West. It, that turns out we are actually really good at that. Uh, just as a people, as a, as a, as a human race, the thing that we suck at is this, the, the, when we're asked, okay, you don't have to do anything. You're, you're going to have food. You're going to have water. You're going to have shelter. It's no problem, but just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. We we're, we fail that we we're not good at it, and 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 that goes on a macro level. It goes on a micro level, right? We're it, it, for 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 the human race. It doesn't work. It destroys us. But on a personal note too, it takes a, an individual and it rips them apart when they when they have no value. When they see n- nothing on the horizon. When they see they can't be tom- tomorrow. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing for me. It's going to look just like today. The redundancy of Groundhog Day. Every day is Groundhog Day. That, it turns out, people emotionally can't handle. And why do I, I, I bring this up? Because I really think that that is our big challenge right now, just as a human race. And I'm not saying, I'm not making a political statement in one way or the other. You should stay home. You shouldn't wear a mask. And I don't care about that. What I'm saying is, is, is learning, remembering again to, to go out and hunt and to, in whatever way that you can is the thing that brings you that lifts you that, that idea of, okay, well, my bow broke. So I'm going to grab a rock. Oh, I don't, there aren't any rocks. Well, gosh, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a knife out of a, out of a twig or something. You know what I mean? It's like you just adapt in the moment and, and get clever about it. And tomorrow I'm going to try this new idea. And that actually motivates you. It's the redundancy that kills you. And so you got to figure out how to get rid of that redundancy, eliminate the, the, the redundancy and, and create new, new, synapses in your brain and those that that brings some sort of satisfaction we're built to want that we're built to want something new and improve and we're built to sort of want the bad guy to show up and have this in these insurmountable odds and then for us to go and like you know kill goliath i mean we just we all want that story and that's kind of who we are so anyway i I know that that that's sort of maybe overly philosophical on a and with this a religious twist but I, I don't know, man. We, when you talk about people getting better and becoming, you know, like when in your in your introduction of what this podcast is all about, it, it strikes a chord with me because I watch too many people failing this test of having to sit all day and you know emotionally because it is more jarring than is hey pack up your pack up your bags and move west in the winter, you know. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're fighting a different battle than than those of the past did, but it seems like the battle that's being fought is that yes, is 
sitting around, doing nothing, losing the talents and the capabilities that we've been blessed with to, you know, help other people, to help ourselves. And, and I think, you know, just like you were saying, even, even in the midst of challenges, in the midst of, you know, our hard things, the thing that helps us is not sitting down. It is not doing nothing, but it is going out and, and figuring out how to do something. Even if it's broken, even if it's not working, it's figuring out a way to still get something done with, you know, the little pieces that you have with the very small, you know, insignificant um, advantages that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, I quote him decently often. I've quoted him before um, on the show and I'll quote him again. Cause he's got some sweet quotes. Uh, I'm sure you know who Joe Rogan is. And uh, once again, Joe, remember, I mean, if you want me on the show, by all means, but uh, he, he has this really awesome quote that, that you made me think of. And it says the key to happiness doesn't lay in numbers in a bank account or on the couch watching Netflix, but in the way we make others feel and the way they make us feel. I can like 100% state <laughs> that when we're in the challenges, when we're in the trials, when we're in, you know, our awful circumstances, no matter what we have, if we're willing to go out, if we're willing to help other people to exercise the skills that we've been given to practice our, our, our hunting, like you were saying, if we're willing to do that in return, it's going to come back to us. Givers get, just like you said. Um, when we give the talents, the time, the things that we've been blessed with, in return, we will be blessed back with those things via other people. And I, th- I think that that you touched up on that that awesomely. Very awesome. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Hundred percent. Well, it sounds like you've you've got you've got your head on straight, and I'm all about it. <laughs> um, I want to end last last absolutely last quote. I apologize. Last quote. Um. And you've probably heard of this guy before. His name's Neil A. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. And well, he says this, and I think it goes along. One, thank you for sharing what you did. Um, it ties tied in with a, a, an episode or two ago, I was discussing about that same thing of like, what helps us the most is not just like, oh, this is a hard day. I'm going to be a bum and I'm just going to sit, you know, but what helps us the most is going out and is doing the things, you know, that may make us feel a little bit uncomfortable at the time, but in the long run, it's going to, you know, benefit us much, much more than we think. And so this is a quote, Neil A. Maxwell, he says, trials and tribulations tend to squeeze the artificiality out of us or the fakeness, leaving the essence of what we really are and clarifying what we really yearn for. Just like you said, we naturally are yearning for our Goliath. We are naturally yearning for the challenge. Our, our, our natural instinct is to want something to take on. Like we want to overcome something, but in able to do that to, or to be able to do that, we have to, you know, experience challenges. We have to experience trials. And the way that we react to those trials is what brings that heroic story in the long run. Everybody wants a heroic story, but nobody wants to do the heroic things. That's the, that's the issue that we're facing today. Um, and I think that you summed it up great in your words. And, uh, I'll just say, you know, amen to that. <laughs> and uh, for all of those who are listening right now, I hope, you know, what Rob has shared and, and what we share on the show really inspires you to be able to get up and, and do the things or use the talents that you've been given and go help other people. And in return, you'll be able to overcome your challenges more and more. And you'll be able to exceed, you know, any expectations that you have of yourself. You are not the situations that you are put in, but you are what you do. What you do, that is who you are, is what I was trying to say there. Just got my English a little mixed up. <laughs> but um, 
Rob, is there anything else you'd like to say before we close up? No, I'm really grateful that you you asked me to come and uh, and hang with you for a minute. It was fun. I love it. Thank you. Hundred percent. Thank you very much. This is you're you're actually my first guest on the. I was supposed to have a guest last week and it didn't work out. And so you're the first guest on on the Life Must Go On podcast. Yes. Yeah. Number one, you. best episode ever. <laughs> we started off. We're one hit wonder. You know, we're yes. really. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. I will actually be seeing you tomorrow, so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but. Thank you very much for joining the show today. And everybody, if you need any help with sales, Rob's the man to go to. And I'll uh, add a quick little link in with your uh, email or your website or something. What would you prefer? Either way, man, you just, you put it on, just put the website on there. It'd be great. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. Rob, thank you for having us, my man. Hasta mañana. Hasta mañana, my friend. All right, everybody. I really hope that you enjoyed that. That was awesome for me. Rob honestly did a great job. Super awesome having him on the show. Once again, his company is called Salescom. You can find it at salescom.com. And he travels the nation, teaches people how to do sales. And in doing so, you know, he brings a lot of happiness to other people. And I think that's probably, you know, what stands out to me the most um, from him and his personality. And I hope that you guys saw that as well and heard it. Um, He's a really great guy. I'm really grateful that all of you, you know, took the time to be able to listen to this today. If you have any other feedback, comments, positivity, please send it my way. Send me a message on Instagram. Send me a text if you have my number. Um, We're all about it. Once again, just a reminder, next week, tune in because we're going to have one of my good, good boys on the show, Dinez, and we're very excited for that. And so once again, round of applause for Rob. Woo! We love you, Rob. But uh, with that being said, we're going to close the... I almost said the appointment today, (laughs) like we have an appointment. Um, We're going to close today's show, uh, but love you folks. Hope you have a great day. (laughs) Woo, let's go. (laughs) 